And once again, Thomas is late. <laughs> Waiting around for Thomas once again. Okay, good. Good, right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> so after three, as always. Yeah. Right, one, two, three... better are we i don't know <laughs> welcome to the try watches podcast i'm cam i'm thomas i'm david and this is where the three of us get together and talk about watches well two of us get together and talk about watches and wait for the other one to show up <laughs> thanks again <laughs> always a pleasure to talk, um, talk to you guys uh how's everything How going with you guys guys yeah we're all good right all good yeah. Not bad, not bad. Lazy Sunday today. I wish I could say the same for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've been yeah. busy working all day, eh? Yeah. The life, I think, the you, are. I think a, you just say that to make an excuse of why you're consistently late. <laughs> I wish I wish you were right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. anyway. So things are opening up for you now, Thomas. Paris is back up and running I hear yeah actually uh, so well yes and no Bar- bars and restaurants are open again but you can't you can't be in basically uh, they can only serve uh, on terraces and the funny part is so they reopened the, ter- the terraces from Monday I mean this Monday and then it was like super warm and, and sunny Monday and Tuesday and then since that, it's been raining mo- most of the time of the day. <laughs> so it's like, oh, the terraces are open, but we can't stay there because it's all raining. Uh, you see, we used it used to do that in London as well, but we just stand there in the rain with our pint. What? Yeah, you French. <laughs> <laughs> well, says the guy who ran away from uh, from uh, I mean uh, London for. Um, London fog and uh, went to the most uh, sunny place on earth. <laughs> hey, I'm in Northern California. It still rains here. <laughs> I'm Not sorry. Often, but it does still rain here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're about a hundred miles away from the sun. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, we should, uh, I don't know, do a wrist check, I guess. Yeah, let's go yeah. for it. All right. Thomas, what are you wearing, man? Uh, so, um... The, the one that you guys made, well, another one you guys made uh, fun of me, uh, wearing the uh, Mickey Mouse, or as uh, I mentioned uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Mikey made another appearance after. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's, I mean, when, yeah, what I want to leave a bit of fun and don't take myself too seriously and, uh, but it's basically when when I'm depressed, I don't. Want, uh, I'm giving up on being an adult, and I want to just uh, stay in my. When bedroom. did you start? Sorry. When did you start being an adult? <laughs> never. Don't you a while. <laughs> you give up. You never started. <laughs> okay, let me let me change that sentence. Then I'm giving up on trying to be an adult. There you go. Let's face it, we're all in a state of arrested development. Let's not... Yeah. <laughs> let's not mislead the listeners. Yeah, that reminds me of a good expression. What's the difference between uh, a boy and a man? I don't know what's the difference. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to know the answer to this. This is nothing yeah. sexual, by the way. 
I didn't think it was. <laughs> I do now. Yeah. What's the difference between a boy and a man? Thomas is only interested in the other one. <laughs> All right. So the the answer is there's no there's no difference except the price of the toys. Oh, that is true. Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my toys have gotten excessively expensive over the years. Yep. And, they, and they weren't cheap to begin with, from what my parents tell me. <laughs> and and your and your wife still still com- your wife still complained that you are uh, you acting like a kid. Uh, yeah, but she knew that beforehand. I don't know why she thought that would change. The thing is, when Cam was a kid, all he had was a hoop with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had balls as well. Come on, <laughs> ball in the cup. <laughs> It was the string that we didn't have. That was a marvel of technology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about right. you guys? What are you wearing? Uh, sticking with the cartoon character theme with you, Thomas. I've got the Snoopy on. Mm. Yeah. But I'm also double wristing with the. Uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my lord! Are you really? Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it Cam? Is it me or or, or um, David's image just dropped suddenly? I mean, I don't like, know. I just see like I don't, I don't know. He never had much of, of one anyway. Screen. I don't. It's, 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 I was just diminishing. I. I, I oh, anyway. Well, I appreciate the Snoopy. I. Uh, yeah. yeah. For sure. To the other rest. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if but, if if, if it's, it's keeping just, you healthy, whatever. It's just it's just too bad. I don't know about that. I went drinking for ten hours yesterday. It's just too bad that you have uh, only one one wrist. For some reason, somebody cut your your other wrist. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, I, apparently, I think that he just sounded horrifically oh, depressing. Then someone's no. gonna come and cut my wrist. Exactly. So you don't. So you don't. Wear, so first of all, you don't. You don't wear two watches at the same time. Plus, especially if it's a if it's a connected one. Right. Me and Cam are looking at each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's on your wrist, Cam? I, I, <laughs> Anyway, and again, I, I will I will continue with the uh, the cartoon theme because I'm also wearing a Snoopy watch, but I'm wearing that Snoopy oh. time. I'm wearing the Snoopy oh, Timex watch. Yeah, I, ha- I have to nice say, I have to say for the audience or like the possibly someone in the universe listening to us right now, uh, we didn't call each other and we just picked up randomly. And no, this was this other. wasn't coordinated at all. Yeah. No, I, I I grabbed the Snoopy watch because I haven't worn it in a while, and I think the last two or three podcasts I've just been wearing my Black Bay anyway so I figured oh no I should wear something different for this podcast so mm. <laughs> grab a Snoopy yeah why not yeah yes so what do we want to talk about this week oh yeah we didn't actually determine a topic or anything like that so no. um, I mean uh, I could step in a little bit um, I was uh, uh, my uncle sent me uh, a message earlier uh, as either Either last night or this morning. Anyway, either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, uh, of the little MBNF um, robot stand for the watch. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, and uh, and yeah, just kind of. Oh, have you seen this and whatnot? And, we, and of course, that went down this huge rabbit hole with the whole uh, MBNF Mad Gallery, all of the various. Absolutely. With uh, now. Thomas, you may have to pronu- uh, correct me on my pronunciation for this. Lepe is that it, it, the 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 joint venture stuff that MBNF does? The um, that do where they do the robots and the music machines and 
Um, oh, is it? Um... Oh gosh, it's it's any... it's L, L apostrophe E P E E accent egu. I think I yeah. So it's Lippe. All right, carry on. I'll I'll find the name. Okay, I forgot. So anyway, yeah. So um, of course, my my uncle John knows. Uh, about MBNF and and that aspect of it, he wasn't really that uh, aware of, uh, of of all of their joint collaborations, um, and of course the, all of their different robot designs and spaceship designs of various like desk clocks, and um, uh, all like uh, oh the music boxes stuff like that. So we started firing different pieces back and forth to one another, going, "Oh, this is really cool. Oh, this is really cool." And then of course, like you scroll down and you go. Ooh, that's uh, that's that's the same price as a BMW. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the prime examples is that race car they did last year. Um, that is like the desk clock, and it looked like um, basically like a late fifties, early sixties Formula One race car, and um, had it up on the side. I don't know if I've got a picture of it still up. And I'll f- yeah, we'll fire. I'll, I'll I'll fire links to all of these things in the show notes as to. What they are as we go through, but also, um, also I really want to hear you uh, pronouncing uh, Lepe 1839. Uh, Lepe, oh, that's uh, and then you were, the name you yeah, went yeah, yeah, this is what is that? There's Lepe uh, 1896, uh, 39. 39. 39, yeah. Well, so how do you how do you pronounce it in French then? I'm not going to. I. I. I can't. This is this is our podcast. It's not Rosetta Stone. Yeah, <laughs> it's not learn French with Thomas. <laughs> and besides, you pronounced it beautifully, so we'll just go with that pronunciation. Oh, How's yeah, that? that? This is the first time you say something nice about me since the beginning of this of this podcast. Not since the beginning of the podcast. This is the first time any of us has said anything nice about you ever. <laughs> so, but. Um, uh, yeah, so it was just a it, it was a, a a deep dark rabbit hole where I realized that if I had infinite funds, I would have a very cool office, but I don't. So um, <laughs> those little robot stands aren't that expensive, though. Actually, that and that was the thing. That They're was like a co- hundred quid. Uh, no, no, they were uh, well at least on the MBNF website. They're um, one hundred and ninety Swiss francs. So right. I, I think. I think the with the current exchange rate worked. I think it's one point one point four something like that to USD. So whatever that, I don't know. So you're basically between, I'd say I'd say between two hundred and fifty and three hundred and fifty, depending on your currency, and uh, right. and and shipped and stuff like that. But they're really cool. And I and I I'm guessing are those the same ones? Um, uh, the same stands that uh, like Floatlight's got one that he puts his Joker on that sort of thing. Is that yeah. the, is that uh, where he got that one from? Yeah, King Flum's got one as well. Fahim's got one. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul F one PTB's got one as well. Oh, all right. Because they're yeah, I've, I th- I thought I see, I thought it looked familiar, but I wasn't sure. I never really knew where they they picked up those stands. I wasn't sure if it was just kind of a. I didn't realize it was the Mad Gallery that was uh, involved with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the kind of like the Red Bar guys had like a mad. <laughs> Like a little chat between them, and all went and grabbed one each, and I went to get one. And I think they were sold out by the time I went to. Look well, and get the, one. if you if you go if you go online, if if you're interested, um, 
to be honest, they, uh, if you go to the MB, MBNF website or the Mad Gallery website, mm. they're on there and they're in stock, and you can order one. And they're 190. Yeah, but then I have to pay Norwegian import duty. Can't you send it? Can't you send it to the UK? Stop complaining. What? Never see it? <laughs> Not going back to the UK for a while. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, but do you need a stand in the, in Norway? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if one in the UK, no, but I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I, let's face it, once again, never a question of need. So, but <laughs> Speaking uh, yeah. of MBNF, yeah, yeah. this is something I wanted to bring up as well, was the, have you guys seen the collaboration between MBNF and Moza? Yes. Yep. Oh. Which, which to me is the best combination of brands ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I, and I think they knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's... Uh, to do to do something that looks like a legacy uh, a legacy machine, but with that dial that only Moser can do, yeah, yeah, it's just stunning. And um, I, although I will, um, I didn't I didn't do I didn't do a deep dive on the review or read up on any of this, but I know there's a couple of different variations because they've done one that's got the the tilted. Um, a yep, clock face on it yep. with yeah, and then one that's like like I said with the legacy machine was it the um, uh, with the balance on on top and under the sapphire standard one yeah yeah, and then so there's a couple of different variations yeah, and the yeah, yeah the, and the uh, is that it red looks brilliant yeah mm-hmm. I was gonna say I love the green so I mean we should each get a, co- a different color yeah yeah let's do that <laughs> right. we can all get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas isn't even married, and he would uh, get divorced. He the bank yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about fifty-two thousand uh, dollars, anyway. I mean, let's 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 face it. We can buy one or two of them that have a different color depending on the mood. And... Yeah, no, let's just right. pretend it. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's not, it's not like you just bought a house, or you know, like Dave yeah. said. <laughs> We're married. No. <laughs> well, that's good as, yeah. yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I definitely wanted to bring that up because that is two yeah. brands I really, really love what they do. Yeah. And for them to come together, it was just like, just amazing to see. And what they've produced is even better than I thought a, a collaboration between those two guys would be. No, I agree. I think, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it seems, it seems fewer and far between when we find something that gets released that, all three of us will actually agree on first off mm-hmm. and um, uh, something we that we would be excited about even if it is something that's probably not attainable for any of us but I'm again I'm so glad it exists in the world <laughs> oh yeah would you I mean just thinking of uh, of topic last week would you consider it as a dress watch uh, yeah I'd say it's a dress watch but I'd say it's more of a it's more of a novelty, really, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, well, it. Hmm. Because when I think of the novelty watches, and of course, I, I mean, MBNF is the master of the novelty watch. Their HM series, any one of their HM series, um, going back to mm. like the like the HM three, HM fours, where you had like where the, the frog dial or the the rocket ship dial, or I mean, they've their case. Sorry. And, like I mean, all of the different variations that they've had over the years have always been even even jumping into their legacy machines. I mean, um, with that dome sapphire crystal and stuff like that, I, I, it's it kind of it kind of lands in that realm for me of what I would consider like a grand complication, 
even though it's not it's not really classified as a grand complication, but it wears like that. If you like, do you rem- remember when we did Thomas? When we, uh, I think you and I went to it together. And I think Dave, you may have gone afterwards. Was in uh, twenty fifth or yeah, twenty fifteen. The, um, Patek the, the Patek uh, Philippe. Yeah. yeah, and and the pieces that we saw there, and they had that hundred and seventy fifth anniversary. Um, uh, the, the Grandmaster the Chime. Grandmaster Chime. Yeah, and when Thomas and I were there. It was it was amazing because of course they had one on display, but there was also, I I'm I'm guessing he was an Arab sheik or something like that. I don't know. I didn't recognize the guy, um, but he obviously had a lot of money because not only did we have one of these watches on display, he had his personal one there, and he was getting the people out of Patek to explain to him how some of the functions work, and. It was, at, I mean, I was I was standing there, I was looking at, I think I was looking at a couple of their older chronographs and stuff like that, mesmerized by, it was a fabulous exhibit. They had everything on display. It Tom, was really good. And Thomas comes running up to me and, and taps me on the shoulder and he goes, come back, look at that in a minute, look at that in a minute, and grabs me and takes me over. And we see this guy who's going through the, like, and, and he's got, and all of a sudden, like, three or four security guards noticed that we noticed and we got followed the rest of the time we were there. <laughs> well, this guy's walk- the guy's walking around with a two and a half million pound watch. Yeah, like, yeah, and and an you- incredibly ugly watch as well, in my opinion. It's 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 not to my taste. I appre- it's one of those things where you know what? Because <laughs> you're not an Arab sheik. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid point. I, uh, I, I I am not an Arab sheik, but um, I mean. You do like you, if you look at the engraving and the detailing on that watch and stuff like that. It is phenomenal. And of course, it's a big watch, so it's another one where like that's not really classified as what we had kind of stated was a dress watch per se. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and that's where I was kind of alluding to is the fact that like I I find a lot of MBNF stuff, and I don't think I don't know the sizing of this this new one with uh, Moser. But I'm guessing that it's probably your 44 mil, like, rate, like that range. And with the dome sapphire and stuff like that, it's more of a, like you said, a novelty than it is a dress watch. So, but... Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of stepping into... We, we kind of mentioned it before. And we said, oh, we can talk about this on another episode. But these MBNFs and things like the Grandmaster Chime, you're kind of straying into the whole argument of, can watches be art? Absolutely, especially yeah. for especially for what MBNF do, you could argue that it is an art piece, just as much as it is. Yeah. Anything else? And and I think, and in that vein, like, is it something? I don't think it'd be something that you would wear daily. Um, yeah. but like, how much would you wear it? And like, and it, it like. Is it is it just at that point be, like art? Is is it just owning it to own it? So you're not really using it. Like what happens to some of these these low production cars and stuff like that, mm. where um, I mean, inadvertently the, becomes a safe queen. Or you yeah, just never wear it just because. And then of course, and then we delve into, and then you, it's it, and it's a slippery slope from that point down to. Uh, investment pieces, right? And then, yes. and then all of a sudden, we're at back at 
that last that that was that episode four or whatever when we were d- discussing and don't necessarily <laughs> agree with that. So, um, it does. It's I appreciate them, but th- it's not made for me. I'm not. That's I'm 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 not. I'm not the person to be the curator of these types of things. It's just not mainly because I mean, I've only just recently got a security system. So if I, I shouldn't be curating any of this stuff because it just leaves anyway. <laughs> not that I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> I, know, I would fully expect you to still be bitter about it. I would be. But uh, I don't know. What do you what, what do you think, Thomas? Like, what are your thoughts on whether or not are these dress pieces? Are they are they um, are they art pieces? Yeah, think, what like? I think. I mean, as I mean, we we mentioned last week. I think the the, the notion of 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 a dress watch is has. I mean, has some. Uh, um, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, blurred uh, uh, limits to to it. Um, some people will think that something is dressy, some others will not. And I think this notion also involved with time. So, I mean, to me, strictly speaking, when it comes to like uh, um, classic fashion, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily call it a dress watch, considering that it's, it's quite chunky. I mean, yeah. it's four. So I was, che- I was checking the size as you were. Um, uh, talking about it, it's 42 mil diameter on a 19.5 millimeters thick. So that's at the top of the sapphire crystal. Then is 19 yeah. point. That's yeah. that is that is a thick watch. That's like that's like bigger than an Omega Planet Ocean thick. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So I mean, as I mean, the idea of like having it under your your uh, your cufflinks. Uh, yeah, that won't that won't fit there nicely. So yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it a dress watch, but yeah, art, I think art piece. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Well, I I I got it told a while ago. I think that someone said for something to be classed as art, it has to have no other function other than just to be art. Like it has to just be what it is and exist as art rather than anything else. So I suppose you could argue that they're not art as much as they're just great design because they still have a function outside just being what they are Mm. and it's the same way as in a car do you call cars art or are they just great design uh it depends on the car um (laughs) but but yeah i don't the fiat multiplier so the only way you can classify something as being art is if it doesn't have another function other than being art this I is mean, what stri- I got told speak- once, but that's a very art school kind of like yeah. explanation of it. Strictly speaking, I I, I would agree with uh, with Dave, and I think there's also another aspect to art. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, we are the most qualified people for for this talk, but we're not uh, qualified also, for anything. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. The political the political aspect of an art piece, any art is is political well is uh the most beautiful watch uh really pol- i mean the political statement not sure oh. mm, i don't know if all art has to make a political statement though well the fact that you i mean most most of the time you need to sacrifice your your uh, your life for the message you're trying to 
to spread through your art piece and the emotion you're trying to create. Um, I mean, from the from from your audience, I'm not sure. Yeah, you can you can. Do you, do you see what I, where I go with that? Yeah, uh, yeah I. I, <clears throat> I, I I understand. Yeah, I, I, I get, I get the idea of of there being um, uh, a political backing to the art piece. That's generally um, art, arts, art comes from emotion and is generally driven by the political sway of the time. Um, I don't know. I, I, um, I guess, I guess. In order, in order for the the definition of art to have meaning, because um, you can't say that everything is art, because then, of course, nothing is art, right? Like you can't. Yeah. There has to be some level of limitation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I guess in essence, we could say that there's artistry, obviously, behind a lot of these pieces. Because if you if you break them down into their individual merits, like you look at the engraving that's done on that grand chime. Um, like that is a form of art and then there's the mechanical art within building of the movement um, and are, but you can break it down into the individual pieces but because all of those pieces of various art come together and create something functional that isn't art per se then by Dave's definition the piece that make up of its whole then turns it into not being art, even though it's individual art pieces being put together to create something functional. Mm. Um, so, good point. I, I, it's, man, I would. I, I, are we this, saying that watches are like the Portuguese man of war, the watch world, where it's like a jellyfish, but it's actually loads of things together to make a jellyfish? Yeah, that that's. That's why I say, don't you? That's a strange image. <laughs> no, but but I mean, I I think a prime example is that piece of artwork you have on your wall, Dave. Like not not the one oh, yeah. in your. Um, I can't remember the name of the artist. Um, uh, Oliver Ledger. Yeah, and because it's that it's the big blue whale, right? But if it's and when you delve down into the depths of it, and yeah, and it, it's got it's 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 a combination of a bunch of different things, but. I mean, but more to it. But those things don't come together to create something functional. They come together, obviously, to make a beautiful picture. Um, uh, so, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think we can say that there's. I for, for me personally, I think we can say that there's artistry within the watch. But mm. watches, yeah. as a whole, are not art. It's the same thing with cars. It it just. I mean, because of course you can get into like the weeds with that one as well, because of course you've got things like um, BMW in the seventies and eighties, and even into the two thousands and stuff like that. Did their their art cars right, where they give yep. give one of their racing cars over to an artist and they create. But then that's just simply the the body of the car. The car itself is still functional, so the art is just the shell or what's put on the shell of the, the vehicles to create then, the art. But then it's manufactured. So, well, no, I, I thought, aren't they, I don't think there wasn't a production. No, the run. art car is like a one-off. Yeah. The oh, art okay, car sorry. I always thought was a one-off. Yeah. Like, cause Andy, cause we saw the M six art car at Le Mans. A we did. Years ago. That's right. That's right. 
and they've done and I remember it because um because like uh, and and I know Andy Warhol did one I think he did the he did the M one or something like that didn't he and then um uh, I think the one we saw was David Hockney yeah I think so that sounds right so and I mean like so but that's basically to I think the I think that's that that's diverting away from the question of the the idea of of the car itself being a piece of art or the watch itself being a piece of art right it's yeah so uh, yeah i i don't know <laughs> i just these are all just things i like i, I they're not as <laughs> i think i think when you're passionate about something as well you people are more uh you're more swayed to call it art because you're that passionate about it yourself yeah and to claim it as something as beautiful as art and to say anything else yeah So we like them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that could be a good good introduction to uh, to uh, a topic um, we wanted to discuss a long time ago. Is where do you uh, draw the line between? I don't have many watches in my collection, and oh, this is too many uh, watches for the collection. Where because because as you just said, you just men- mentioned we we just the three of us just love watches and I think we can just collect forever. But like, what what's what's for most people? What would be the limit? Or what would be the limit? N plus you one. Define? N plus one. N equal N being the number you have already plus one more. <laughs> also, I'm... S minus one, where S is the amount it takes for your other half to leave you. So it's always one less than that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's that's a good one. But on the other side, you can also consider that uh, for each new watch that you purchase, the others uh, lose a little bit of your interest or passion. Yeah, no, I agree. So with if that. you have so if you have if you have just one if you have just one watch, then this is the uh, if you have only one you will build some memories and you'll be able to say, oh, I've been wearing this watch every day for 30 years. But then right. if you have two watches, you're like, oh, maybe I have like one for, I don't know, like casual and sport and the other for like special uh, uh, events. And then the three is like, you change to another mood. And like, so there's always a reason to have another one. But then, as I said, the more watches you have, the less interest you have in each one of them. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that to a certain extent. <clears throat> um, the uh, uh, I think there are certain pieces that um, retain their meaning to me as I as I buy things. Um, like, and and it and it depends on it depends on the piece and um, and and I hate to say this, but. In, in a certain in a certain aspect, it depends on the value of the piece as well, um, like the actual monetary value of the piece. Um, so, uh, because I think when it comes to um, like the more expensive pieces that I've bought over the years, uh, it, it's it that become those become a representation of me saving money and putting that money towards those particular pieces and and waiting and um like uh whatever i had to do to be able to uh 
beg, borrow, and steal to be able to acquire those pieces. There's you, you get the the meaning with all of that attached to that particular watch, right? So, um, so it's not like whereas whereas if you get certain other pieces um, where it was. Uh, uh, it didn't take a lot of effort to build up and buy that piece. Mm. Like the, it, it, um, like, so it, that piece doesn't, I, it ha, I like it because it's, uh, it has, a, there's certain aspect of that piece that I liked. Um, but the, at the same time, I mean, it didn't take much effort on my part to acquire that piece, not the same level of effort to, to acquire that piece. So it, it they do way differently. Um, just because of, of of those reasons so like for instance i mean um like i it took me oh let's i'd say when i first like the going back to the monaco with me could just because it was my first major piece that i bought um we got you, you got to go back to 2003 2004 after they'd just been re-released and stuff um, and me going, oh, I, that's when I get my first piece, I want it to be that or something like that. That's what I'm, that was what I was working towards. That's what I wanted to, to gear myself towards. And I didn't buy that watch until 2012. So, I mean, there's, there's, that's a significant amount of time in between initially wanting to get that piece and then actually acquiring it. So like there's a there was a and that was and because it was quite a bit more expensive than anything else I bought in the past and stuff like that I had to work towards that so um and because of all of that and I had built up the meaning in that piece before I had even acquired it so that always weighted more with me um in regards to that because soon thereafter buying that when I bought my monster it was 160 pounds and it was like, well, I want a dive watch that I can kind of bang around and don't have to worry about and stuff. And, and so the Monaco always had more uh, value to me anyway. And, and that value wasn't diminished when I got the Seiko it. um, And then the Seiko didn't actually gain any type of, uh, meaning to me until I actually, like you said, you start wearing it in different scenarios and stuff because it became my vacation watch. I've worn it to all these different places all over the place. And, uh, and this is, uh, uh, so you get kind of a, um, I don't know, you, you kind of, it bounces back and forth, but I don't, I don't view any of, I don't view lesser of any of my watches as I get new watches. But at the but at the same time the the older watches do get a little bit less wrist time, but it doesn't mean that that value of that wrist time is any is diminished at all. It's when mm. you get the new watch and then you get in that honeymoon period of having a new watch. The new one gets loads of wrist time. Yeah, and then it slowly falls into rotation with everything else. But you have that peak honeymoon period to begin with. Sorry, uh, before you the, go, the, you go where, further with, it, with this, Dave, sorry to get you. I think the person in, on your left uh, wasn't agree with you mentioning any honeymoon uh, notion with uh, with uh, something uh, something on uh, 
with, with someone other than her. <laughs> They're not married Watch yet. Out. They're not married yet. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to book that is a whole other task. But so you um so yeah, you had this honeymoon period where you buy a new watch and then it kind of gets all the attention all the rest time and then I I don't have kids but I imagine it's what it's like when you have a second child um, <laughs> you get all the attention <laughs> and then slowly slowly then you get bored of it and then you then that's you have to start going oh no we love you both equally and like we don't have any favourites again and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it all becomes like one cohesive unit again <laughs> That's oh my god you, you're just the worst because you're, ba- ba- <laughs> you're basically saying that okay if you have two kids you will still say that you you love e- i mean them equally however you will still spend more time uh, with one of them because that's just your <laughs> no, daily, just, it's, your just, daily just the younger one <laughs> just because yeah, exactly. they're new and, and not as annoying I guess I don't know <laughs> can't talk back <laughs> No wonder they don't have kids, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, you want you want to say, sorry, but um, there you want, before I roughly cut, cut you, you wanted to to finish on what you were saying. No, that no, was literally I was just being a terrible human being. So, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so same old, same old. Same old. <laughs> but. Um, no, I think, and as and as far as your the root of your question, Thomas, I like I don't think I don't look at um, my watch collection as having a particular limit or mm. anything. Like I don't have this I don't have this notion of of oh I have to keep it to a five watch collection or a three watch collection or a fifteen mm. watch collection. I don't think of it in terms of that. I know a lot of people do, and um and and a lot of people. Um, like buy pieces and then sell pieces and then to acquire different pieces and then back and forth and back and forth. My time with watches, I take a long time before I pull the trigger on anything. Um, I've, I, I, I let it marinate for a long time before, uh, I decide that yes, no, I want that piece. And then is it, is it what happened with cats? It was, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that was a completely different story. That was me working her down to think that it was a good idea, right? Like, it took a long time because it took a lot of convincing. <laughs> but It was uh, like, you know, when you see cheaters just running down an antelope until they're exhausted and they just give up. That was Cam's dating strategy. That's why I just keep hey, going until she's so worked, exhausted. It worked. Fine. Fine, I give up. <laughs> But, um, I mean, of course, no, no, uh, sorry, Cam. no, no, it's okay. I was going to say the, the only thing, the only caveat I will say is that obviously there are certain things that do like, I don't mull over uh, like the, the less expensive stuff as much, right? Like hmm. I, and I recognize that in certain things when su- stuff pops up, um, things like, well, the Snoopy I'm wearing and, um, that NASA G-Shock and that sort of thing. And even the, like the seven lucky gods G-Shock that I had before, like there's, or certain swatches and stuff like that, that pop up, you get a limited run of certain things and whatnot. And if you'd go, well, um, like that, that, that amount of time that you have to think about that sort of thing, 
diminishes exponentially as the price goes down and stuff like that. And, and going, and the nice thing about, for me anyway, with a lot of those pieces is that what has, what's ended up happening is, um, I, I run into this all the time where people don't know what to get me as far as gifts go. Um, and, and my, the stuff that I want in, in that aspect is, is f- the, the cost of it far exceeds what would be considered uh, a reasonable price for an actual present from anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what do you want? What, what, what do you, what do you want for your birthday? I want, a speed, ma- I, I want a speed master. Yeah, exactly. I want an MBNF. This is why Cam has so many socks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so when stuff like this, and, and fortunately, uh, there's been a couple of times now, actually the Snoopy and, um, the G-Shock, uh, it have been, have come up close to like my birthday or Christmas. So it was like, Oh, by the way, and, and in a lot of cases, because I'm the one that's on the site and stuff like that, it's like, uh, I know with, cause with the Snoopy, it was like, um, I went to Kat and said, would you mind getting me this from Christmas? <laughs> she said, done. <laughs> so, and, uh, but, uh, so, and then of course, you, we, you get back to, I mean, I'm, I'm circling around with the whole meaning and reasoning behind all of this, but because these things have now been given to me as gifts and stuff like that, they, be, they, they have their own, um, emotional attachment to me now because I associate them with, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not one to sell or flip watches. I just, I, I it's just not my thing. Like I've, because I spend so much time thinking about the piece and, um, uh, and, and spent like wavering back and forth as to what I want. I put a lot of thought and effort into the pieces that I buy and they become long-term pieces for me. Like I never had any intention of selling any of the watches that I've had. Um, the only reason they've left my collection is because somebody forced them out of it. Um, and the, uh, the only one that I have ever really spent any time contemplating selling was the Bell and Ross because um, that one was more impulsive. It I treated that one more like um, I don't want to say a cheap watch because it wasn't, um, but at the same time, uh, it was such a good deal that even to this day, um, after buying it retail and stuff like that, I could have sold it used and gotten all of my money back. I always it was one that I always could have liquidated and got all of my money back for it. Um, uh, but um but it uh it's the only one i've ever really considered having leave, left my collection but over the years i wore it so much and had and gained a better appreciation for it and actually enjoyed it and it became it it just every time it, the thought of it coming up and uh and and letting it go it just kind of went, no, maybe I'll just hold off. I mean, one of the, one of the times was when I decided that I wanted to get the Tudor Black Bay, I actually considered getting rid of the Bell and Ross just to do it that much sooner. And it was Kathleen who kind of stopped me. And she goes, but you still love that watch and you still wear it quite a bit. Why not just, you know, wait. And, and, and I, and to be honest, I'm glad I did. Like it's, it's, yeah. So, it's and and I and I do find that you, when you watch and listen to people talk about um, uh, like w- the watches, the watch regrets and stuff like that, a lot of people talk about uh, what they actually regret is the watches that they've let go, not the watches mm-hmm. that they've bought. Yeah, 
That's a good point. So, my problem is buying cheap watches like Swatch because <laughs> yeah. they're not expensive. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So I buy it, and then I end up have many swatches I've got at the moment. And I, I do wear, I've worn them all. Every one I've bought, I've worn yeah. at some point. But they really don't enter the general rotation at all. No. Sorry, we're we talking and about your kids this time or, or your wife. <laughs> I'm just a bit lost. <laughs> no, I actually acknowledge my swatches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge that they exist. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, like they just—they don't become a mainstay, right? Mm. Yeah, they just—they just. And the thing is, I'm, uh, I've probably got like twelve of them now. Yeah, or something like that. Well, you—you joined the your your is the Swatch Club member or is that? I was. I let it lapse. Oh, okay. Um, because the you have to buy the Swatch Club watch every year, right? To retain a member. And then the year when mine was coming up for renewal, I really didn't like the watch because <laughs> it was the uh, uh, the one with the eyes on it. The, like, look, what's the face or something? It was called. I don't know. Oh, what it's called. Okay. And I really didn't like it. I was like, I really just loathed the idea of spending the money on one that I wouldn't wear because like I said even though I don't wear them a lot, I still wear them sometimes. Right. But I knew if I bought that one, I never would have worn it. Mm. So it was kind of. Like, do you know what? I'll just let it lapse for a year and then I'll rejoin the next year. Yeah. And I still haven't rejoined. So that's been a bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no swatch store here in Stavanger, which is really, really annoying. Cause, I thought yeah, it was like Subway one. or McDonald's or Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I would have hoped. But no, I can't find one around here at all. Huh. It was great when I was traveling back and forth because I could ping through the airport. Oh, right. There's always swatch available in the airport. Right. Well, again, not over here, but back at home. But since everything that's happened with coronavirus, I, mean, I haven't flown back since the beginning of March now. It's been like three months. Oh, yeah. So I would have taken... 12 flights by now maybe oh wow and oh you're going you were going back and forth that often I was going to, yeah and, uh, so I was doing four flights a month so oh okay I was, well that's including here and back so not four journeys but yeah. four complete journeys but yeah but 212 flights so I'd have passed through 12 times and now but maybe that's a good thing because it might have just like stopped my Swatch addiction, uh, impulsive swatch addiction. Yeah. Right, not had to like walk past them and see them. Yeah. How about you, I Thomas? Mean, well, on my side, so I I, re- I realized a couple of years ago that um, I, as a kid, I was an impulsive uh, collector. I I was basically collecting everything so i started a collection of stamps and i had a collect i had a collection of coins i had a collection of bills i had a collection of basic of pins uh, basically everything and that just don't go anywhere because i mean the obviously the amount of time you need to spend on one collection to go somewhere um Multiply by the number of collections just doesn't make make any sense. And now going back to the to watches, I was fortunate to to uh, to get a couple of watches through my uh, my years. I'm not necessarily talking about uh, money, uh, valuable uh, watch, but just a big collection of of watches. And I realized that having many many of them 
Dave is dying to say something. I don't know what he, he wants to say, but he's dying to say something. Can you actually see that red on my face? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just because you raised your arms up, and I was about to say, you've gone full architect, because that's elbow patches. I'm just not going to mention your Star Wars t-shirt. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you're sitting there with your elbow patches going, and I collect stamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. No, it's just because I spend too much time uh, in front of my computer. So yeah, after some time, there's holes in, on the on my uh, my <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I realized that. I mean, having like, so I started, and it's, at some point, I had like something like thirty, thirty-five. Uh, watches and uh, and I have to say that for most of them they just stayed in the in the drawer and they didn't really pay attention to to them other than saying oh yeah I have this watch and that's there in the drawer in the dark and that's it and as soon as I try to reduce the amount of watches in the collection then well you 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 are way more careful with the choices you make. You make, and I'm not. Once again, I'm not talking about money aspect. I'm not talking. I'm talking about that. Is it special to be in my collection? Do I have yeah. any bound uh, to it? Um, if not, then then let's get rid of it and uh, and focus on the, on the watches that I have, and eventually on like few other watches. But as as far as uh, keeping the, the number low. If, that makes sense. No, I, I think that makes perfect sense because what I mean, you you had a bigger collection before coming to that realization and determined that yeah. there were p- pieces in your collection that just didn't. Because as long as I've known you, I can think of <clears throat> I can think of about four watches that I see on you in a regular rotation, mm. and and uh, with and every now and then there's 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 the the exception to that. Um, but the, the main watches, since I've known you, uh, your, your main watch rotation have, have been, um, like the GMT, the Sea Dweller, the Speedmaster and the Panerai and, mm. and like, and then, and then, and then of course, every now and then you'll throw a curveball and you'll have like, like the Bulova, the, uh, the yeah. Accutron or like there's it's and, and, and stuff. Yeah. But, and then of course, when we did, we got together, Wow, geez, that's got to be about three or four years ago now. The three of us at your place, Thomas, and we had wait, all. Wait, 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 wait! Before you go anywhere, are you? I, I, I we gotta throw the F word right now, or are we keeping it for another episode theme? What French? Yeah, we we talk about that's that all the time. One. I wasn't talking about the, I wasn't talking about this one. I know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I, what? I, <laughs> but we got we got together, and you had and you had. Uh, a lot of pieces in your collection that you just didn't wear. Like, and, and that, that Dave and I are both kind of going through and going, you, wait, you had this as well. Like, where, like, where's this all, where's all this coming from? And there was a bunch of stuff in there that you just didn't wear. And I, and you've since, cause I think you've since cleaned out all of that. Haven't you? Yeah. 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 So like there's, and, and, um, I think, uh, uh, and then, and then, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it, but now you're, you're, you've narrowed your focus and you've, and when you are buying a piece, you're using kind of, you, you've slipped into like my philosophy in actually considering it before you spend the money on it. And then, 
and then yeah, it's, like, it's it just stays you with you. Is yeah, it, and it's or exactly. is it just another watch for the sake of of, of buying watch? another watch? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and I, I, the, I mean, to be honest, I I've kind of did that out of necessity uh, more than anything, just because because I'm not I'm comfortable with the idea of flipping money and losing money on these things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'd rather give yeah, it a couple. You, you don't buy it as an investment anyway, so. No, no, but that's what I mean. No, no, but 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 if the intent is that I'm only going to wear it for if if I'm going to I'm only going to wear it and try it for a little while and then oh if I don't like it I'll flip it. If I'm think if I'm going into it with that mentality, then I'm going to go into it with just don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. So I'd rather just yeah not buy it, not lose the money, and Hmm. and then and save that for buying something that I actually want. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And I think also also I mean just going back to one notion that I was saying is that. I mean, of course, there's still the, the, the this big question for a lot of collectors, which are, which is, sorry, is my collection theme-driven? I don't know, like someone will only collect uh, uh, vintage Rolexes or, or only diving watches or whatever they, they like. Uh, well, I think none of us are really in that case and we're more, no. we have a more versatile uh, approach, which is more, oh, into this field, I quite like this one, or into this approach or this story of the, or this theme or whatever, I like this one, or have this bond with, with this particular watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the idea of like, of reduction is a bit, is a bit like alcohol is like, if you boil it and you have these, the, these, the essence of, of, of what you interested in watches. Does that make sense? A little Rather bit. Rather than the, well, it's just that if if you have five watches which are really special to you, that's that may, this is a, a much stronger collection. I mean, to me, than having thirty watches and like for half of them you just have it because oh, that's just another watch. I think I I like to think that my collection is like a a view inside my head where it's just a large mess of things that shouldn't really go together and Spits. don't quite fit and, uh, ham- some things don't work <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I mean and I, and I think that's just it we're um, I don't really view myself as being a collector per se as just a guy that likes watches well, would, you co- would you consider yourself as a collector if you have more than one watch or do you consider a collection if you have three? Or <laughs> see, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's see that, and that's just it. Is it, I, I think you have to have in order for something to be a collection. By the definition, you have to have more than one. Like a collection of one, I don't, I don't buy into that. I mean, you can be a watch guy and have one watch, mm. but I, I don't think you 100%. can be a watch collector and have one watch. I think, I think the idea of having a collection, I think, I think it, there has to be some. When it comes to a collection, it has to be. This is going back. It's, it's similar to the idea of what is art. What is a collection? Because the the, the the word has to have some level of meaning. And I think if you're going to have a collection, it needs to be curated. You have to have. There has to be some continuity within that collection. Mm. I think what we are are watch guys. And we have specific watches that we like. And I don't view, at least for me personally, I don't view it as a collection. I view I it as, 
I, I, because it, it's not curated. It's I'm, I'm, I'm like Dave. It's very eclectic. I mean, no, but the, I, f- the, 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 the sort of of connection you have with any of those watches, uh, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a line that connects all of those uh, bounds to, uh, to, to your pieces. Yeah, you know that, I mean. But there's, that, there's, that, a, that's, there's a similar, that, that, similar approach to any of those watches, no matter if those watches have different design. But that connection is me, right? Yeah, like the fact that's is uh, all watches. Yeah, because and and it's and I guess from that aspect, yes, I would be the curator of that particular assortment of watches. But I don't view it. I don't specifically go out like you were saying. Like I don't go out and and go. Okay, I like I like black bays, so I have to have. All of the black base, or if you don't watch those, or yeah, or or like, or yeah, if you're 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 you want all of the military subs, or you want like all military watches, the dirty dozen. Those guys are that 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 type of thing seems to me like, um, like that that is a collector. That is somebody trying to curate a continuity within a certain type of watch, and Mm -hmm. I I. And that's and that's just not me because of course I, I like and not that I don't appreciate that sort of thing I think that's amazing, um, but I certainly wouldn't like um, uh, who's who's the guy uh, so, uh, we've 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 met him he was at uh, time for a pint a couple of times uh, the guy the guy the Speedmaster one hundred one uh, I can't remember oh I well yeah yeah and he has like that is what I would consider a collector this is a man who has. Every iteration of Speedmaster since the beginning. He's like an authority on Speedmaster, and he knows. So and he knows. Is insane. Oh, and uh, it's and it's. Are we... Sorry, go. On. No, no, no. He's and like, and and the depth of knowledge that he has within that particular genre. He's he's found a niche and a focus, and that is what I would consider to be a collector. And I know there's other guys out there who do the same thing with. Submariners and that he was just the one that popped into my mind because I've ha- met, I've met him. So. Have you seen the video he did with Waco on his collection? Yeah, yeah, and and we'll and, put that in the show notes because that's a really good video to watch. Yeah. So um, it's, it's like you can have an eclectic collection as well, and some people apply like certain rules to have to keep their collection within bounds. I mean, like Ben, who runs Riskworthy, I've not seen him in a while, so he might have broken this rule he had but his cardinal rule was no more than one watch from each manufacturer oh okay so <laughs> he would like pick up what he wanted and i saw him do it he had a uh the tudor gmt and the black bay and he was like well i can't have two tudors so now i need to decide what one i want and well, i think he flipped out the black bay i think to yeah. keep gmt but then he's really strict on himself about it but it allows him to build up like not have that running theme it's quite eclectic, but yeah. I suppose you could still call it a collection because it has that one rule that threads yeah. its way through the whole collection. And I guess that's the thing is that you have to have that you have a theme in mind. Whether and and that's great. I don't have a theme in mind. Mm. <laughs> like I don't. No. I, the, the only theme that's consistent with my c- collection per se is is the fact that they're watches that I like. Right. So yeah, I don't have. That, I don't. But that, that's what I'm saying in terms of of personal theme is. Your personal selection is a reflection to how you perceive watches. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm. Yeah, what what interests you in watches is a is a story by itself. Yeah, and that's what 
your collection reflects. No, no matter makes... if those watches have like different diameter, from different period, the, the different uh, uh, um, theme, brand, whatever. No, that's fair. I'm still learning how to tell the time. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I got I, I got a flick flack for Genevieve. It's got a little chart in it. Did you want me to send you a picture of that? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right guys. Well on all that right. note I think we're running close to time on this one. Yeah. We didn't do too badly for not having any plan or theme in mind. No, no, it's I not think not too badly. Yeah, yeah. And we managed to go a whole episode, I think, without Thomas referring to my Seiko as a hammer. No, no, he did. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll hear it when you're editing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all right. so close. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Good to see you. Good all right, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks everyone for listening still. Speak to you later. Bye-bye.